Welcome to the Humans Inside the Pods with Morgan O'Learon, a podcast exploring the power of community, one conversation at a time. Hi, and welcome back to the Humans Inside the Pods. Today is a special episode. It's the first of a series I will be doing with Lynn Olson. Lynn is a 29-year-old Swede who moved into canine co-living in February this year. She works as a learning and development partner in Stockholm. After a year living on her own, she realized that this was not the life for her. So she made the conscious decision to leave her flat and move into a bedroom in a house with 50 housemates. Lynn has agreed to let us follow her journey at K9. This is the first episode where we get to know her. And in a few months, we will check in with Lynn again and see how things have changed or not. We hope you enjoy it. I also want to take this opportunity to invite anyone who wants to share their community living story to reach out. My goal is to give space to as many voices as possible. Hi, Lynn. How are you? Hi, I'm uh, really good today. Mm. Never been in a podcast before, so this is fun. Awesome. I'm honored. <laughs> let's, let's not be nervous. There's no reason. But I understand. I understand. Even though I've been doing this a while now, I always get not nervous, but I always get a little bit like, ooh, what's going to happen today? So <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm super happy to have you on and it's always exciting for me when I get to speak to someone who is at K9, uh, which still feels like a home to me, but someone who I haven't met in like real life or lived with. So it feels like you're going to tell me about how my home is going or doing. And I love that. Also super exciting to talk to someone that really sees this as her home. This is really cool, which I hope to do myself. I really do, already do, of course. <laughs> awesome. You already answered one of my questions. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but before we dive into that, uh, can you just introduce yourself a little bit the way you want to? Well, I'm working, a working lady. <laughs> I work with, uh, um, with learning and development. Um, so giving trainings and uh, yeah, planning trainings for the people in my company, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, and that also comes with being a very social person, I would say, um, which is also why I really, I was really looking for some place to live the way I would like to live. Um, and so, uh, and then I ended up in K9. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, we say, like a, I'm a very creative person uh, and I love to be outdoors, love to spend time with different people and, and always uh, meeting new people. I think that's a lot of fun and energizing. Nice. Yeah. Are you, are you from Sweden originally? Yes. yes. I'm from a town called Sala, okay. which is uh, not that far from Stockholm, a little bit north of Stockholm. All right. And did you come to Stockholm for work or? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I studied in Lund, which is one of the big student cities in Sweden. Mm. Uh, and then after that, I started working in Stockholm. Okay. And had you heard about the concept of co-living before you came here? Yeah. So I have been co-living um, a lot throughout the years, but it's never been intentional like this. Uh, so before it was out of convenience, I would say, mm. um, 
so when I was a student, for example, I was living in a corridor uh, with other people. Also when traveling and living abroad, I've been sharing apartments. I like that. I like that you're using that term. I, I That's exactly how I define it. I was actually asked a couple of days ago, I was doing a podcast where I was interviewed, which is a weird thing to be on the other side. <laughs> uh, and I was asked to define canine and there's so many co-living out there, right? And canine is very specific in this kind of like intentional community way. So yeah, I think that's that's exactly that. The experiences that you had like as a student or abroad, is that what made you want to pursue that type of living situation? The normal thing uh, is to, to do this for a while. Uh, then when I start working, I'm supposed to find myself my own living uh, stand on my own two legs as we say in Swedish um, and yeah live by myself and be a serious person <laughs> so uh, so I, I haven't really reflected over the way I want to live uh, before it was mostly just this is how it's supposed to be and then um, when I moved into my own apartment, I bought my own apartment. Uh, it's an apartment that I love. It's beautiful. And then I spent some time there and also COVID happened. So I spent a lot of time there. And right. I, yeah. I realized uh, it's not really my way of living. Uh, mm. It's not for me. It's not about to have this beautiful like big space around me that I'm alone in um, I didn't like that so so then I started searching around for something that would suit me better that's so interesting so you you did it so that was going to be my question so you did experience the the living on your own and it didn't yeah. feel like it didn't feel right yeah exactly so I had um approximately one year of living alone and most of the free time I had uh, or spare time I had during that year, I anyway spent uh, at friends' places because I love having people around. <laughs> right. And so how did you how did you end up in K9? How did you find out about it? I googled. I've heard actually that more people uh, that live here did that. So yeah, I googled co-living in Stockholm. And uh, I got an article about K9. It uh, looked really cool. I checked the webpage. And actually, I did this almost like a year before I even applied. So then it, it was in, my, in the back of my head uh, mm. processing. Because I had to process this for a while since I had my apartment. Everything was fixed and done. And then it became more and more real that I could actually apply. And I can actually choose my lifestyle. I don't have to stay in the norm of what you're supposed to do yeah wow that's uh, i love that so interesting and so you decided to apply and yeah. can you take us a little bit through the the process for people a lot of people wonder how a lot of question i get is how do you decide who moves in or how does it how is it to, to go through the process and for me it was almost four years ago now so it's and i'm sure things have changed so yeah it would be fun to to know how you experienced it yeah, it was, um, so there were some tricky questions I, I thought at first. Um, so what I did was, I just, I wrote the questions down in my, in my phone 
Uh, and then I looked at them now and then, and then I wrote something to the questions when I figured that, oh, this is something I would actually like to say. Uh, so I, I, I spent some time on getting it right because I, at the, when I decided that I, I want to live here, I really wanted to get the questions right or like the answers right, the application. Then I also realized when, uh, when I got to the interview part that it's probably more about um, that they see that this is something that you want, um, mm-hmm. that you're a person that would like to intentionally co-live, um, which is the most important part. So I think I spent a bit too much uh, <laughs> effort on that part. <laughs> Um, and then we had the uh, group interview, uh, which I was also very nervous for, but it was super nice. Um, it was um, the persons doing the group interview from K9 were just such lovely people. And I really got a feeling of what it is like, what it could be like uh, to live here, which made me want it want to do so even more and how long did it take for you to to find out i mean was it like were you after a specific room and like so i wanted to live in a single room um i guess you touched this subject before but um there are a lot of different room types double room Mm. single room pods as the podcast is uh named as well (laughs) it's like a double double word right yeah yeah I really wanted a single room uh, since I thought maybe the transition from uh, my own apartment into a shared room would be a bit too hard. Um, also, I need to take care of my own space or like uh, I need some kind of balance uh, to be able to be alone as well. So of course, I thought, yeah. thought my own room would really suit me well. So that's what I applied for. And then actually uh, just... The week after, some days after, they had a room uh, and I guess they thought I would be a good fit. So uh, they wrote me and I said, yay, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I got to see it online, I remember, the room. uh, Oh, right, because of COVID, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so did did you rent out your apartment or did you give it up or did you sell it? Or I don't know if you owned it, but yeah. Yeah, so I'm still renting it out. Right. Um, I got, I got to do it for one year. Um, yeah. So eventually, I will have to sell it uh, or move back. But right now, I feel like I will probably sell it because I don't want to move away from here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's it's um for me as a non-Swede, uh, it was a very strange concept that when I bought my apartment and I wanted to go travel and rent it out I had to ask permission to the building and then they Mm -hmm. gave me a year because I mean it's totally normal in Sweden but for me it was like wait what I I bought my apartment so I get to do what I want with it but yeah completely different system um so yeah it's uh, so they let you like do it for a year maybe two so you can try something else but they mm. don't want you to just do that forever right is that the that's the idea yeah yeah so different uh, buildings um yeah. have different rules yeah. so the people living in the building they decide the rules mm. um, so they're more or 
less more or less open to the people living there yeah. renting it out which is yeah i don't really like that either well it's frustrating when you're on that end of the situation right when you're the one who wants to rent it out i can also understand if you're living in the building and you don't want to like see lots of different people moving in and out but yeah it's still a bit strange <laughs> for me yeah. to think that you bought the place but you still have to ask for permission yeah i agree um, But yeah, so you were saying that for now you, you you feel like you might have to sell it because you don't want to move out. How long have you been in K9 actually? So I've been here since February 1st. So it's uh, February, March, April. Yeah, uh, like three months now. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so how would you describe your first three months? Like a lot of people talk about like the honeymoon period. Like <laughs> obviously it's a bit different now. People, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing people experience it differently with COVID and all the regulations. And But yeah, can you tell us a little bit about your onboarding and how long did it take to feel at home if you do feel at home already? Or like, yeah, where are you at basically? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a bit like a roller coaster, I would say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the first few days were just very cool and overwhelming. So mm. I um, I came in on a Sunday and my mom and dad were here to help me uh, bring some things in. And then I just down in the staircase, I met some people and they're like, hey, oh, you're moving in. Uh, we'll help you. And <laughs> just like drop the things that they were doing and help me carry things up and I was like oh my god this is so uh, this is so nice <laughs> and I came in and then someone was like oh let's uh, throw a welcome dinner um, for you tonight like oh you can just do that okay <laughs> and then that night we had a dinner and um yeah everyone was just so warm and welcoming and felt super cool so first few days were were like that and then um I like I got a bit overwhelmed and really didn't really know how to find my balance yeah. since uh yeah my <laughs> me as a person I always want to do things I've very very active and um, which has led to me uh, in my previous life <laughs> I would say you know but most of my life always like booking things um hanging out with people uh taking all the opportunities I can to to be with my friends um and then that ends up with me anyway having some some free time for myself as well but here uh things are happening all the time there's always something to do always someone to talk to and um also that has made me be more intentional again with my self time um which is a total new concept to me actually you <laughs> you would think that a person that's 29 as i am would actually ha have had to uh, experience with uh, like experiment with self time before but i haven't been that good at it so uh that was a thing uh, in the beginning that i realized i really have to learn um which has been super good for me um like a life lesson that i'm very thankful for that i got through moving in here 
and it's sometimes um, it's going really good. And sometimes I totally forget about it and do things all the time and get really tired and like need to shut things off. So yeah. that's, that's a thing that's been going up and down mostly. But feeling the feeling of being at home, um, it's really starting to land now um, when I've been spending more time with uh, all of the people in the house because we are many people here. Um, so a lot of people to add to the family. And also um, it's been important to realize that I can't be super close to all of them, of course. Um, but to like, it's very nice to see how the relationships forms naturally when you're living with the people. Uh, and that it's totally fine to be very close to some and not having time to talk to others. Um, so landing a bit in that uh, has really made me feel more and more at home. Yeah. I, I recognize myself so much in everything you're saying. I think my, yeah. my overwhelming period lasted for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm not, I'm not, uh, not surprised. I mean, I was 31 when I moved into the house and I had no experience with like setting boundaries for my mm. own time or you think you do. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, it's, you take it for granted that you don't need to establish that until you move into this type of environment and you're like, wow, wait, actually I need to take time and think about it what is it that I need yeah I, I sometimes feel like it should be mandatory for everyone to do that exercise you know because it's so helpful even now that I don't live with other people anymore mm. I, everything that I've learned from what I need what gives me energy what takes energy from me all those questions I had never really contemplated uh, before yeah. canine so because you kind of have to find out for yourself like experience it I've had many friends tell me throughout the years, like, you need to do more alone time. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you are uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but now is the first time that I actually want to <laughs> do that. <laughs> and no yeah. one. What would you say were your um, ideas or expectation of how it would be before you moved in? And what was turn out to be true or not true maybe if any mm -hmm. so um one expectation was that i that it would be a lot of really cool and interesting people living here um which i love i love cool and interesting people it brings so much to my life to meet different types of people and that has really proven right um i find that to be super interesting to talk to everyone here who has like just the thing that you choose to live like this I feel like that's a very interesting um perspective on a person uh, where does that come from and um, then also people are really creative and really would you say interested in in societal questions and uh, uh, and at the same time as people are alike in the sense that uh, you want the kind of community feeling um 
we or they are also super different in the areas that we work in um, and where we direct all of the energy that we have, uh, which is also cool because I've learned so much from so many in this short time. A lot of similarities, but a lot of differences. It feels like every type of person is welcome here and that is super cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was a feeling I had as well. Is that somehow, I mean, I, I don't want to generalize, but I mean, I grew up with growing up making friends with people who more or less kind of resemble me, and it, it was kind of a given. I was like, okay, this is this is what friends are. You know, you look for the people who are kind of like you and like the same th things as you. And then when I moved to Kenai and I was like, wait, I can be friends with people who I have no common interest with, but just the fact that we're interested in living this way. I actually met my partner at Kenai and someone told us after a while, she said, you guys have nothing in common. <laughs> <laughs> she, or she, she actually asked the question. She's like, what do you guys have in common? <laughs> Remember, we looked at each other we were being like, uh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> we couldn't even answer that question <laughs> I think um, and I, I kind of love that I mean it's that yeah you don't need to be passionate about the same things as long as you you're interested in knowing someone who's different right and you have that interest mm -hmm. in people and that interest in, in sharing and learning from each other yeah yes and so that <gasps> which is like a, a base value. Um, so even though you don't have that much in common, sharing that kind of base value, I guess mm. that it's super um, possible to meet people here that have that value, even though they're really different in personalities. What yeah. a nice example. <laughs> I was wondering also, so you were saying that you, it starts to feel more and more like a home what would you say are the the little like tricks or the, the things that make it feel like a home and it, it can be physical things because uh, I, I can see you guys can't see but I can see the we can see each other and I see in the background that you've decorated your room and so those little things that bring this feeling of you you belong here and and I know that when we do the uh, onboarding we make sure to tell people that they are at home and they have ownership uh yeah, what made it for you? What was the moment or the, the things that made you feel, okay, I can feel, I feel like I have a say here and this is where I, yeah, I can go home. Mm. The first sense of home uh, I got when, when I wrote my introduction message in Slack. So that was uh, a couple of days before I moved in and just like wrote, this is me. Uh, I like this and this, um, very excited to move in, blah, blah. And I got so many responses in the Slack channel and people were just being like, welcome home, Lynn. Uh, look forward to talk to you about um, skiing or uh, welcome home. You will, you will be fit right into this, amount, this <laughs> gang of crazy people or whatever. And all of that, those really sweet comments made me feel so welcome and that people could be so warm and open towards someone that they don't haven't ever met yet 
Um, so it was a really good start. And then uh, I was here, yeah, just like 14 days before Valentine's Day. <laughs> so uh, we had a, this Valentine's party. Um, and then everyone also wrote love letters. So it was this thing where people just sat down, wrote letters to other people in the house and they put it in a post box. And uh, then two people took uh, responsibility for handing them out like Santa Claus. And I just moved in and I received so many letters from people that genuinely took some time to write to me um, about their experience of meeting me and like how welcome they want me to be here. Um, and I saved them, I have them. Uh, behind me in my uh, my shelf and it's it makes so such a big difference um knowing that people are so warm and so welcoming and so including um yeah. yes that was the thing and then yeah of course um slowly decorating my room um <laughs> i'm doing more and more things as time passed by uh, which is also a feeling of being home and also participating in things so this is it's very it's a very cool thing here I I feel that because this is a co-created uh, co-living which is like everyone makes an effort to bring what they have to the table and to make this a, a nice place which ends up in a lot of people giving workshops on things that they know about uh, like someone knows this game and then they're like um, so let's play this game I will I would like to teach whoever wants to join and someone uh, wants to do a workshop uh, of monthly reflection um, like how was this month let's reflect together um, or someone wants to show their favorite movie or someone wants to cook this food and just participating in those things and also like being everywhere in the house has helped me to kind of claim my space like this is my my space too and I I can be in whatever I would like to join in for here and I'm also thinking soon it's uh, time this has also made me want to give some workshop or do something uh, that I'm good at and show that to the community and I was like like give back to the community because I think it's organized in a way that everyone gives so much that you also want to give um that's the sense that's growing in me that's amazing I'm just like I'm listening religiously like <laughs> so this is yeah I, I love hearing that this is exactly how I experienced it I was actually gonna gonna say gonna ask you because I, I know or you've told me and I've, I've kind of um, how to say that in a non creepy way but like looked you up on the internet and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I saw that you you yeah you're quite creative and you like uh, making things and uh, I was wondering if you feel like all these people organizing things and all everything happening all the time does it make you feel give you energy and inspiration to in your creative um uh, spirits or does on the contrary does it make you feel like overwhelmed and like kind of like oof, too much oh um 
I feel, yeah, I, I haven't been, um, so what I do mostly is to um, do pottery and clay and paint and things like that. So I haven't been, I haven't had time to do that as much since moving in, but I definitely have had like lots of new ideas on how to, to uh, do it next time I do it and like, uh, to bring more of that into my life and the reason too that I also haven't had that much time for the things I usually do is also because I've been trying out a lot of new things here like um, one of the residents who is really into improvisational theater uh, which I also love and have been doing before so that's one thing that I've been putting down more time into because it's available here um, so yeah, that's also really cool because all of the differences in what people bring to the table makes you, it's like makes, creates the possibility to dive into something that, um, that you, I wouldn't do otherwise. Mm. But, but yeah, um, it has actually created some kind of longing to do more of my creative work. Um, and also, so I was talking about hosting a workshop and I'll probably be doing it with some kind of clay theme. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm sure people will love that. Using their hands. It's really important, right? Yeah. Yeah. One thing I meant to ask at the beginning, I, I forgot, but was uh, how was the reaction? Because you mentioned your parent were with you uh, to help you move in. Like, What was the reaction of the people around you? Did they feel like this was something normal for you to do or were they a bit like okay what is this <laughs> <laughs> do you mean by the people around me my friends like your friends or family or yeah anyone close to you who knew you before k9 kind of yeah they most of the people they were like oh what a good idea that's where you're supposed to be <laughs> so nice yeah, I'm not sure if that, uh, how much it reflects me or the kind of people I chose to have around me. Um, <laughs> but also, I feel that that response from my parents uh, was really cool because uh, they're so supportive and uh, they <laughs> also their support on me. Um, being 29 years old like jumping out of the norm into something totally different that they don't even know what it is um they were so cool to see because yeah they're just super happy uh, that I'm yeah. doing this and have so much fun um it was may maybe maybe a bit first like but you have an apartment what are you gonna do with that are you guys gonna move from that now well, okay <laughs> okay and then <laughs> then I told them some more about it um and they were yeah they've just been happy and they, they think it's really cool that's amazing yeah, yeah. no I, it's my parents were also very supportive and i think that's 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 really really cool i mean i i doubt that there's going to be anyone being like hell no you're not doing that but mm -hmm. i think there's mostly people a bit surprised because it's so uncommon right and like you say it's like stepping out of the norm so it's always a bit scary for the people who love us uh, who want to make sure that we're going to be fine you know and mm -hmm. yeah are there are there has there any 
oh my god i can't speak english anymore <laughs> have there been any challenges so far like anything that it doesn't need to be super negative but anything that you feel like oh okay i this is a bit harder than expected i mean you we mentioned the the, the private not the privacy but the fact that you have to be more conscious about taking time for yourself uh, is there anything that yeah came up that you think that you might need to adjust to yeah it's also a bit inevitable i living here also helps me work with that because um yeah it's not it's not even possible to be in all of the things no <laughs> so it's like getting used to missing out which is a uh, good practice yeah no definitely it's uh have to be okay with uh, and and once again it's being intentional with where you put your time and your energy and yeah, yeah. it's like a bit like uh, yeah the therapy form cognitive right. uh, behavioral therapy where yeah. you expose yourself to something a lot and then you start <laughs> creating some acceptance for it it's right like yeah it's like therapy <laughs> for me <laughs> love it <laughs> is there anything that you think we should have dived into that we haven't mentioned yet Mm. it's been very um a very interesting thing that i've noticed is that also you and me talked about before is uh, the way that the house is super co-created and like to understand the the systems how it works uh, i think I, i'm still really haven't understood it yet because it's before um or it's been so um unusual for me to think that the people that live here are so engaged that we are actually fix everything ourselves um it's still a bit not um i can't really fathom it yet but i'm starting to realize oh my god so we are upgrading the whole internet in the house and there's someone here that uh, puts their time into doing that um because they want to um, yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, it's constantly okay, <laughs> weird uh, comparison because I have no connection to it whatsoever. But I, I just thought of the Sagrada Familia in in in, in uh, Spain, and this that it's never finished. You know, it's this this kind of like building will never be finished, or yeah, it feels like it feels like. Uh, canine is always going to be in movement and always going to be because people will always move in and move out and so new energy and new ideas and new synergies are going to be created and so yes there's this wonderful baseline of we want to live together and we want to you know co-create but then things will always evolve and there's magic in that but there's also a lot of challenges in that is that mm. so yeah it's an ongoing process for everyone yeah but i understand that it takes it takes a lot of time to really yeah understand all the processes and it feels like once you've understood them someone wants to change them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and then it's super like welcomed for from everyone as well i feel mm. um i can if I would compare this to something I've been experiencing previously, um, it would be being in a student nation mm. um, in Lund, where you don't you you're very 
uh, you're doing a lot of things, but you don't get paid. You just do it because of you want to, to be in that community. Um, so it was not on this level, but it was a lot of people doing a lot of work uh, for just because of the, the great people that were there and that you wanted to create something together. And what I experienced there was like, people love that. People yeah. really want to be in that. Um, so I, I feel like that's, that doesn't have to be just a short period of your life that you can do that and then end up in this normal uh, nine to five going home to my own little box where I live uh, in a building with a lot of boxes where no one talks to people in the other boxes. <laughs> yeah. You can still have that, but you can also be a grown up and have that. Um, yeah. That's really cool to know. Yeah. That's almost, for me, it's almost like uh, um, vital to know that. Otherwise, moving out would have been too difficult. Mm. I think the idea that I can still get that eventually at some point somewhere is very important because uh, it's really hard to, to leave something like this and go back to the box, even though as nice as the box is. I mean, I have a lovely box here. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, still, I want a box full of people. <laughs> Mm. I'm still going to ask you the question I ask everyone and I think it'll be super interesting to see uh, in the next interviews that we do uh, down the line if your definition will change uh, but the question is uh, what makes a home for you? Mm. Um, the people around me the relationships I have with uh, the people I share home with I would say nice Awesome. <laughs> that was the Humans Inside the Pods with Morgan O'Learon. Make sure to join our mailing list so you don't miss an episode. Link in our bio.